0: The Dan Fagan Show starts now. The latest in Alaska politics and lifestyle. The lines are open now at 907-522-0650. 907-522-0650. It's Morning Drive Live on News Radio 650 KENI.
1: Alright, here we go. Good morning. Glad you're with us on a Friday. Friday. 12 2022 That's a lot of twos. Let's see. It's one two three four five twos. That's a lot of twos. 2022 Glad you're with us. Our number 522. Hey, there's more twos. 650 and the email address in which you can employ to reach us with your fancy email machine is dan at 650kni.com. Dan at 650kni.com. All right. What to, what to start with? Lots to talk about. Lots going on. Obviously, there's always lots going on. You know, that's something you think about how different the world is than say, let's say, uh, 1950 1950 you you know you probably live in a rural town most people lived in smaller towns there or more people lived in smaller towns then uh, in in recent decades we've all kind of migrated to larger cities in anchorage of course anchorage is a big place man what was it uh what when I mean, you consider the valley i think anchorage is what 260 is that right 260 maybe something like that and then the valley there's another 120 130 i mean you're talking about a pretty good area which is really an urban area it is and it's very concentrated so that's kind of the way america has has gone uh, most people have left the rural communities because they're just starting jobs and certainly you know you look at bush alaska there's no jobs out there there's no nobody working out there except for for the government but that could be changing because of the ability now to work remotely so many people now i have uh let's say i have five uh nieces and nephews and three of them three of them have very good paying jobs and they all work remotely which is just you know i can't imagine being 25 years old and making good money and being able to live anywhere in the world. I don't understand why they all haven't moved to the beach. Now that doesn't make sense to me because if you can live anywhere, you know, why not go somewhere where you're, you're, you know, but, but so that's kind of the where, that's kind of the way the world's going now is where jobs are much more remote. And some of that's because of COVID. You know, we found out, well, Hey, you don't really have to go into the office. And people certainly enjoy that. I think people like uh, not being able to have to get and in, in, get in the traffic every day and sit in the car and then get to the office. And you know, it's just it's just a hassle when you can get up in the morning and you have a 30-second commute from your bedroom to your office in your house and no traffic. Maybe you know, maybe your wife's in the way, your husband's in the way. You can excuse me, let me get by here. But that's all, you know, it's, it's a pretty good deal working remotely. And so, you know, who knows? Who knows what that's going to do and how that's going to play out in the, in the, in the future. We may all be working from home some, someday because you know, obviously that's not going to be the case for some of the service industry jobs. But the, with technology today, you can do so much over the computer and remotely. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, this country is very different now because, back let's say, back in the 50s, if there was a shooting in Chicago, let's say there was a mass shooting in Chicago, let's say some guy shot up five or six people and killed them, you wouldn't know about it. You wouldn't know about it in Topeka, Kansas. And so we're bombarded with everything that happens in the world. It's all concentrated Remember, you used to have these uh, trash compactors back in the day? We used to have one at my parents' house, and you, you'd keep putting trash in them, and then you, you'd squeeze them and squeeze them and squeeze them, and then you'd take the trash out, and they weigh like 100 pounds. But it was kind of a stupid idea because they were so heavy. But that's kind of the way our news and information is today. We get all the bad news compacted into one big, heavy piece of garbage. And we're exposed to everything that, that's happened bad in the world in the past 24 hours. And, of course, there's going to be a lot of bad things happen because there are a lot of people on this planet. And that's something we didn't used to have, and that's one of the negative sides of technology, I think. And then you have a media that's really they're, – they're, the thing about the media is, and this is – of course, we know that most of them are leftists. Look, I've, I've – I've worked in the media my whole life. And I can tell you in the newsrooms in which I've worked in both in newspapers and television uh, stations the the goal is to jolt people. You you don't want to be irrelevant. You don't you, the worst thing you can do in 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 journalism according to some is you can't be boring, you can't be irrelevant. That's why they don't report on uh, you know, a fifth grader making the honor roll. Nobody cares. You know, it's good news, but they don't care about good news. Their focus is, what is the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. And so we have a media apparatus now that they're just looking for for bad things. And then they want to jolt you with them. I, like there was this, this is so sad. We had these four college students who were killed in Idaho. I think it was Idaho. Yeah, I think it was Idaho and it was brutal. They were stabbed to death and it's just a horrible thing. The guy or gal who did it is still on the loose and it's just such a tragic situation. Four college students stabbed in one room at the same time. And it just apparently the, the crime scene was very bloody and it just think you make, you think what in the world? So last night on, I turned on Fox news for a minute, which I don't really do very often and they, they come out of a commercial break and there's this like soft ominous music playing and it's and then you see a graphic come across the screen murder in in Idaho and then you see the pictures of the four people and then they they take that and they dissolve to the news anchor it's like they're it's like they're producing a movie here why Why the sad music and the, and the dramatic graphic and the pictures of the... And then you start to get the information. They're manipulating you. They want you to all of a sudden feel, oh, no, this is tragic. You know, it's just like when when movies uh, employ music. Whenever there's a scene that's a lot of action, you, the music will be... Dun, 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 dun. Or if there's a... Uh, a dramatic scene where there's drama between two people, there'll be sad music playing. Or if there's a comedy scene, you'll hear, you know, kind of goofy music. And the music is used to manipulate your emotions. They're trying to trigger you and get you. It, it's not just a fact thing. It's not like I'm just, okay, I'm going to hear the facts. Here's what happened. No, it's much more than that. It's a manipulation of your emotions. And it's intentional. And I don't know, you know, I understand. In the media, the goal is to be noticed. The goal is to jolt people. You don't want to be irrelevant. You don't want to be boring. You have to manipulate people's senses. And that's why they play the music to kind of get you in that mood where you should be somber and concerned and sad. And then they give you the information. So you're already kind of conditioned to be worried and concerned and sad. <laughs> it's, it's kind of sick. And when you, when you realize that, when you realize how the media will employ these tactics, that they are trying to manipulate you, they are trying to 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 try to get you to either be sad or, you know, they, it's like at the end of the newscast where they always have the light, fluffy story. Well, that's, you know, to try to pick you up. But at the beginning, it's always an urgent Fox News break. Dun, dun, dun. And then, you know, we go to Kansas where a gunman shoots four people at Walmart. dun, dun. dun. You know, and then they interview the person on the street. Oh, it was horrible! It was awful! People were screaming. You know, it's like, oh man, is this really what I want to know and hear? What? How does it change my life? How does it affect my life to know that a gunman shot people in Kansas? And it's one bad thing after another, and you know, the inflation, the economy, blah 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 blah. There's a balance here. I mean, you don't want to bury your head in the sand. You have to know what's going on. It's important that we know that Joe Biden and and Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan have declared war on our economy by voting for Deb Holland and Alejandro Romero Keith. Of course, you you want to know these things because you you need that information to be able to vote accordingly. And so I'm not saying we don't report this stuff, but... the manipulation involved, that's the thing that I think is kinda off a little. Just give us the information. Just tell us what's happening. Present the facts. That's really where I wish the media would go. Not not trying to play music and try to bring up these horrible graphics and you know it's it's always a Fox News brief or breaking news. Duh, 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 duh. You know they're saying, "Hey, look over here. Here's why you should be scared. Hey, look over here." I used to love Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey was an excellent writer. He was, of course, a, a radio man. He did he did news at noon every day across stations across America, and then at uh, five thirty in the evening, at five twenty five to five thirty, he would do the rest of the story. Then he would tell a story. Many of you know this, but I'll, for those who are younger. Uh, he would tell a story and then there would always be a twist at the end of it. And it would surprise you. And he would say, now you know the rest of the story. Paul Harvey. Uh, and then that was, he was great. Loved the guy. And, uh, he was, he was always, he, what he would say when he had to report bad news, he would say, like, a, like some kind of statistic or something where people are dying of something or whatever. He would always, uh, preface it with, in case you're running out of things to worry about, there's this. But I thought that was a good context because, you know, you, you could it's so easy to find things to worry about. It's so easy to, to 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 be down and depressed. If you're looking for bad news, if you're if you're wishing you could find bad news, which many people do, you know, that's kind of their, their thing. They, they want to be depressed. They want to be sad. They want to be down and doom and gloomy. Uh, man, there's a plethora. There's a smorgasbord, a buffet of bad news. It's all you can eat buffet. It's like Golden Corral. You want bad news? Oh man, just turn on your TV, pick up your newspaper and it's there and you can have any kind of bad news you want. You, you eat a little. You know what I do when I go to buffets. I don't ever eat just one thing. A lot of it. I, you know, you take a little bite of everything, and that's you know that's where we are now as consumers, and I wonder what that that consumers of, of news and information, and I wonder what that does to our psyche. I wonder how that affects us. You know, we we we've never been more prosperous. At least we in, in recent years. That's changing quickly because of China, Joe Biden, Lisa Murkowski, Dan Sullivan, but. I wonder how that affects us, because I don't think we're very happy. I, I, we're wealthier, and we have more opportunity, and we're more affluent, and there's less poverty, but I don't know that we're more happy, because we've got some messed up people on this planet, folks, some really messed up people, really sad, deranged, crazy people. You know what's this guy's name? What's this guy? Oh my goodness! What is? Oh, I don't know where he is. I I don't I don't have that with me. But this guy, who's this dude, who thinks he's a well, he doesn't really think he's a woman. He thinks he's a man and a woman. What is this dude's name? Here it is. I I, I put it on my Facebook page last night. Uh, this guy's name is uh, Sam Britton. So Sam Britton was appointed by Joe Biden to be the Department of Energy's uh, uh, deputy secretary. For the office of nuclear energy, sounds like an important job, right? Well, there are pictures of Sam Britton. He's he's a dude, but he thinks he's kind of both. He he identifies as they them, and there are pictures of him and all this. Uh, you know, I mean, he just oh my goodness, I don't know how, to know how to describe it. This you know they do this bondage thing where they they put leather on and they they abuse each other. It's like a sexual fetish. There's pictures of him doing that with, he's got, there's one picture with a guy, he's, 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 he's shirtless, this Britain guy, and he's holding some other dude, but he's got some black leather mask over his face, and there's a chain around his neck and a leash, and he's pulling the guy. I mean, this guy's freak job, freak job, uh, on steroids. And there, you know, he's, he just, you look at him and you go, oh my goodness, look at this dude. Now, that's, now, why did Joe Biden pick him to, to head up the, uh, or be the deputy assistant secretary of the Department of Energy of Office of Nuclear Energy because Biden wants to appeal to the fringe radical element in our country and, and prove to them he's woke so he picks this freak job up and says hey you run this <laughs> this nuclear energy department now what happened was uh he stole a $2500 suitcase from the airport uh, recently and they charged him with it because you know i mean we're just talking freak just you know it's crazy but that that's what the democrat party now is they they they're just all crazy loony cultish insane certifiably insane and so you wonder you know people like that and and, and all the things that are uh happening with the transgender situation and the all the 50 genders now and you know, everybody's crazy they're just crazy You know, I'm, I identify as they, them. What the hell does that mean? What, what is wrong with you? You're a dude. You got, you got male genitalia. Grow up. Stop being a freak. So people are so nuts. They're searching for all this stuff. And you know, the, the crazier it is, the more people gravitate to it. And I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, Uh, but I don't know that we're that happy anymore. I don't know that we're that well-adjusted as a society. You know, everybody hates America now, or half the country hates America. Greatest country ever to exist. And we're all thinking we live in a bunch of racist countries. It's not a racist country. People complaining. America, oh, it's awful. You know, capitalism, it's awful. We're all racist. We're all bigots. We don't care about the poor. We're all greedy. It's just poison. And, you know, we have to, as citizens of the world, with all this information at our disposal, we really have to have strong discernment to know that when when Ryan Binkley produces material, it's demonic and lying and straight from hell. And you can't read it and say, oh, is that true? No, he's a leftist. And when you watch CNN or read the New York Times, you have to know, wait a minute, these people are crazy leftists. They're lying to you. They're trying to mess with your head. You can't believe all that stuff. So discernment's a big part of living in in the world in 2022 because they're so, lying is the rule of the day. This is why conservatives are hated because they gravitate to truth and truth is the enemy now. In, in in America in 2022 truth is increasingly becoming the enemy and if you speak truth you will be you will be looked at as some really really bad person because you speak truth Five two two zero six50 all right here we go it's a Friday 12 to 2022 stay with me
0: Show dial 907 522 0650 and be part of the show on News Radio 650 J
1: E N I. All right, here we go. It's a Friday and it's the second day of the month of December. How about is it December? Didn't 2022 just start like 15 minutes ago? That's amazing. Our number five two two zero six fifty. So we're in a civil war, and it's not one that is cold. It's a it's a hot civil war. That's a there are fatalities every day. Uh, when you look at uh, what's happening in abortion areas across the country, uh, babies are being slaughtered in their mother's womb. We had many many people die uh, in in hospitals because they refused to treat uh, patients who had covid with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine because of the demonic vaccine death cult and we have many people who died who taken the vaccine and who did not need to take the vaccine so there are people who are dying we have the the inner cities of america the murder rates off the chart people are being killed and shot and little it was a a three-year-old killed the other day in a drive-by shooting and there's carnage there's death and people are dying and it's because of the left and it is a civil war and you know you got these george soros george soros same guy pays ryan binkley to do his thing to fight capitalism and freedom these people they they want to bring chaos and anarchy because that way they can bring in their utopian society and everyone is equal in their minds and the only way of course to do that is to take away our freedom. And anarchy will give us freedom. You know, anarchy is a great tool. It's what it's what it ushered Hitler to power. When you look at Germany, before Hitler came to power, the economy there was in, in ruins, and people were desperate. And when people are desperate, they, they grasp for things that they normally wouldn't do. And this is what the left's whole MO is. They want to bring desperate times. That will require desperate measures because listen, Americans, we have it in our DNA to love freedom, to cherish freedom. And it's only when times are very desperate where we say, all right, we'll give up our freedom. We saw it during COVID. They scared the hell out of us, the media did, over COVID. And we said, okay, we won't go to church. We'll shut down our business. We won't have a big Thanksgiving dinner. We'll wear these face diapers that do no good look like idiots, we'll take this experimental vaccine thats we don't know anything about. Sure, we'll give it all up because we're scared. That's why fear is the number one tool of the Ryan Bigley's of the world. They want to scare you. They want to terrify you. Then you'll say, okay, I'll give up my freedom. That's what the left does. That's all they do. Fear is their weapon. Because it's only people who are afraid that will willingly give up their freedom and it's, that's why George Soros funds these district attorneys who, who who treat the criminals like they're victims and just lets them out of jail and then they keep reoffending and murder rates go up hundred percent and people are dying and there's anarchy that's what Soros wants Soros wants anarchy that's what the left wants that's why Soros pays Ryan Binkley to go to war with freedom in Alaska because he he wants anarchy, because they will give up our freedom. And the way that we win this civil war in which we're currently engaged is going to start with the governors. Kristi Noem is a perfect example. South Dakota governor, strong, strong, strong woman. Love this woman. One of the things that she's working on is, you know, this vaccine death cult mandate for our military. We're losing military people because of this vaccine death cult. It would be crazy for a 21-year-old, 22-year-old, 23-year-old in the perfect shape of his or her life to take this, this vaccine. Even now, they're still demanding you take vaccines. Well, Christine Noem's pushing back on that. And she's taking the lead in this fight. And she's also, you know, there's this thing called TikTok, which is owned by the communist Chinese government. It's been revealed The TikTok, which is a little service with videos, it's actually become very big especially among young people. And when you download the TikTok app on your phone you're basically giving the communist Chinese government access to all of your data. Everything you do on your phone, everything you type on your laptop the Chinese communist government now has it if you use TikTok. And so Nome is is banned in her state, any state computers, any state cell phones from downloading TikTok. Well good for her. But you know, we've look, folks, one of the things you got to know about a guy like Dan Sullivan and Republicans like him, we know the Democrats are communists, but these Republicans love China because of the cash. They love the cash cash. And so you're not going to see Republicans like Mitch McConnell and Dan Sullivan and Lisa McCowski stand up to China because of the cash. It's about money for them. And it's the same with corporate America. It's like LeBron James. There was a guy who was the general manager of the Houston Rockets who spoke out about how China is, is violating human rights. And LeBron James told the guy to shut up. Well, LeBron James knows the NBA makes a lot of money out of, off of China. So we'll look the other way. We'll look the other way as uh, as China puts people in prison. For, for their religious beliefs or for speaking out against communism, which is we, we want to keep the money rolling. We want the cash. So, so that's where we are. And people like Christy Noam and Ron DeSantis and others, Greg Abbott in Texas, it's about, it's about eight or nine governors who are just really strong. I'm talking about really fighters. Of course, Dunlavey's not one of them, but. I want you to hear uh, an interview that Kristi Noem did on Fox News, talking about this vaccine mandate for the military, and then TikTok. Listen to this.
2: Republican governors pressuring Congress to drop the military COVID vaccine mandate, warning the discharge of thousands of service members creates a national security risk. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem joins us now. Good morning, Governor.
3: Good morning, Ainsley. Good Thanks morning. for having me on. Well,
2: thank you for coming on. I know some people have already been discharged in various branches of the military in our country, and then there are many more that stand to be discharged as well. If we could show this full screen of the numbers, it's very staggering. 3,600 in the Marines, 8, more than 800 in the Air Force, 1,800 Army, 1,900 Navy. What's your reaction to this?
3: Well, it's alarming. Uh, We're having a tough time recruiting individuals to join our military and our National Guard. We have folks that have retired. uh, In some states, uh, people have been discharged because they've refused the vaccine. And we have no answers out of the Pentagon on if they're going to allow religious exemptions Mm -hmm. or how those are defined. You and other governors are actively involved in this, trying to get this reversed, right? Yes, we are. We're asking Congress to take action. They have an opportunity on the National Defense Authorization Act to do an amendment that would allow this vaccine to drop by the wayside or to not require it or to give us definition even on religious exemptions would be incredibly helpful. So us as governors, you know, are in a situation where uh, we have these military members that are being affected in our states and Congress has the opportunity to help them.
2: Okay. You've been in the news a lot over the last two days because you told everyone who works for a government agency in your state in South Dakota, no more TikTok on your state-issued phones. Why did you decide to do this?
3: Well, we have an executive order that I signed uh, that says no state agency or department or state employee or contractor will be able to download the TikTok application or access it on any device because of how it is utilized by China and the CCP to gather data and information on American citizens. And they use it to harm us. They use it uh, to gather information uh, because they want to destroy the United States of America. Listen, China hates us. Uh, And this application is extremely dangerous because it gathers information off your phone, what websites you go to, potentially what keys you're hitting. It could gather your uh, passwords uh, to access your financial information. And they're using it and manipulating their algorithms to gather information on American citizens to use against us. So here in the state of South Dakota, we've taken action to make sure that we're protecting our citizens, letting them know that our state employees and our agencies will not be allowing this application. On any device, and so we've banned it from our networks, and it's blocked. I'm hoping other elected officials will do the same.
2: I wonder if they will. Have you heard from other states?
3: I haven't, but I think that they will. I think they mm-hmm. recognize the true threat. We're learning more and more every single day about what TikTok is and how it's being utilized against the United States of America. So I think the more that they learn and the more they study, uh, they'll understand that they need to take action. Too. I think it's a brilliant move. Thank
2: you so mm-hmm. much, Governor. Great mm-hmm. to see you.
1: Boy, I love her. She is fantastic. We're going to see some real strong leaders emerge as this civil war continues to play out. And, you know, we see it here in Alaska. We see who the, who the real fighters are. Mike Shower, Shelly Hughes, um, Bernadette Wilson. Uh, You know, you know, Sarah Vance is great obviously Jamie Allard, we've got some really, Dave Bronson, we've got some really strong leaders who will stand up to the liberal bloggers and the and the Ryan Binkley's of the world and will stand up for what's right. And it's very, uh, it's tough to do. It's tough to do because you will be hated. You will be hated by the left. I was watching a, a video by a liberal blogger. He boy, he was just ripping on Mike Shower and ripping on Jamie Allard and, <laughs> They hate men. They hate us. Folks, they hate us because we stand for truth. Oh, they hate us so bad. They hate us so bad. If you stand for what's right, if you stand for the people, if you do not worship at the altar of big government, if you're not a shill of big labor, if you're not down with the vaccine death call, they hate us. Oh, they hate us. And that's why it takes such strength to speak out because they will do everything to destroy you. You know, in a perfect world, in a free country, there should be an open and free dialogue and discussion about issues and policies. And we can each present our ideas and our viewpoints and and entrust the undecided to make their minds up and say, well, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. But the left, you know, the, the way they debate is you're a racist. You're a homophobe. You're a bigot. You're a you're Islamophobe. You're anti-trans. There's no discussion about the actual policy. Taxes deter investment. investment. You're greedy. When, well, wait a minute. It does. When you... When you when you disincentivize someone to work, they're going to work less. And when you disincentivize someone to invest, they're going to invest less in creating jobs. You're greedy. Yeah, but what about what I'm saying? You're greedy. <laughs> it's like, well, how do you argue with someone like that? We should have a secure southern border. We've got people. F- f- the cartel now runs a major crime in- enterprise in the southern border, uh, smuggling people, fentanyl. And who knows how many jihadist uh, Islamic uh, warriors are coming across there. We need to secure that border. You're an Islamophobe. You're anti-Mexican. Yeah, but what about what I'm saying? You're a bigot. Uh, how do you argue with that? You, you can't. <laughs> well you're presenting facts and you're presenting ideas and you're presenting solutions, secure the border. My goodness, we have the technology today. No, you're just a bigot. All right, you know the, the discussion over. That's why there's no liberal talk radio. Because you can't have a discussion with someone who's just going to call you a bigot and a racist every time you present an idea. There's nothing. There's nothing. I believe marriage is the is the fundamental fundamental building blocks of society. The best situation for a child is to have a mother and a father. God knew what he was doing when he created the family unit. And, and data has proven it over and over and over again. Children who are raised in a, a home with a father and a mother do much better in life than children who are not. The, the data is overwhelmingly conclusive. You're anti-gay. Well, Yeah, but what about what I just said? You're a homophobe. Yeah, but 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 my point about the the kids and they're better off with the you're just a bigot. you can't deal with someone like that. That's why there's no talk radio. Liberal talk radio, I should say. All right, five two two zero
0: six fifty. We'll take a break. Six
4: twenty. Meteorologist Aaron Morrison.
0: Welcome back to the Dan Pagan Show. Get on the air now with Dan nine zero seven five two two zero six fifty. This is News Radio six fifty. K E N I.
1: Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning. <laughs> yes, I'm not, not to be, not up to be a woman. No, no. I'm transitioning off of Facebook to Twitter because Facebook is still a, a, a censorship heavy uh, medium or so, social media. And Twitter is now free. Elon Musk is is free Twitter. So I'm... And follow me on Twitter, uh, at Dan Fagan Show. That's my Twitter handle, at Dan Fagan Show. Uh, But uh, uh, what's her name? I don't remember her name. I have to look. Let me see. Uh, Tammy Bruce. She's a commentator. You see her around. She tweeted this clip of Joe Biden. He was meeting with the French President Macron yesterday. And her her words attached to the clip was, and the permanent political class in this nation says nothing. We are so screwed. And the video, I wish I could show it to you. I wish we were doing television here because, folks, I'm telling you, it's impossible for me to describe to you how this shows how out of it Joe Biden is. And I'm just going to play it now, and I'm going to describe it as it happens. So Joe Biden's... So there's a bunch of people standing. I think they're in front of the White House and the French president's there. Biden's there. Joe Biden's there. I don't know. I'm looking at maybe a hundred people and Biden just starts to wander off and he's literally looking. It looks like he's, he's completely confused and dazed. All right. So he's walking and he's walking and he's looking around and then Macron grabs him by his arm and pulls him back into the group. It's as though he's in charge of making Joe, sure Joe doesn't uh, go away. And so, so I'm watching that. Now that the clip goes to uh, Biden again walking away from the group and Macron walking with him and kind of, kind of following him and making sure that he's, you know, not wandering. Then it cuts to the clip where it's Macron and, and Biden standing together by the podium, by the side of the podium. And apparently there's something going on. And Biden's looking around like he's so confused. I'm looking at it now. And he turns, and he starts to turn away from the crowd, and Macron immediately grabs him and points back to the other direction as though you're supposed to be looking in this direction. And Biden's face is, he's so confused. Folks, I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'll i post this on the K&I Facebook page, uh, And you can see it, and you'll see that I'm not exaggerating. Clearly, clearly, you know, what happens with people who suffer from dementia at an elderly age is that it goes and comes. It it goes in and out. And there are times when Biden can communicate and speak, but it's clear that he clearly goes in and out of it. And there are times where he can't speak. And where he doesn't know where he is, and this is the leader of the free world with his hand on the nuclear button. And if we become into if we get into a situation where you know, there's a major crisis, and Biden's in one of his spells where he's out of it, as he clearly is in this video, and here's the tragedy in the 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 criminal part of this is that people know macron obviously knows joe biden is out of it he's trying to help him and trying to you know keep him reined in this is the french president and the deep state they know they know biden's out of it lisa murkowski knows dan sullivan knows yet they still work with him and they remain silent they remain silent on his incompetency and i understand you say well dan what do you want? You want Kamala? <laughs> you know, she's as dumb as a, a bag of rocks, and that's true. But you got At least she's not seen. At least she's not suffering from dementia. And the media, of course, the media, oh, the media, they're so corrupt. I love that when somebody uh, referred to the mainstream media in a column yesterday as the Biden note-taking media. And it's true. Whatever the Biden administration says, they just they just repeat it. They don't question it. And I'll tell you, there was a story last night on Channel 2 Rebecca Palsha, who's married to Kyle Hopkins, who is an employee of George Soros, for all practical purposes. George Soros pays Kyle Hopkins' salary. And he works for the Daily News. What was the story? And I thought, oh, okay, here it was. She was talking about the Ranked Choice Voting and she interviewed uh, Art Matthias, who's, who's leading this effort to repeal Ranked Choice Voting and then she interviewed Jason Grant who's the former legislator who brought us Ranked Choice Voting and the main charge that Art Matthias brought was that Ranked Choice Voting was paid for by outside interest which is without dispute. So that's the that's the crux of the story. The accusation is ranked choice voting was paid for by outside interest. Jason Grin, she interviews, you go, oh, no, no, this was paid for by Alaskans. And she just quotes him. She says, the Grin says it was paid for by Alaskans. And then she says it was paid for by this group from Denver. And then she named like three other groups. One of them was the John and uh, Arnold Foundation, which is this major Planned Parenthood uh, demonic group. And uh, I don't remember the other groups. But she lists these other organizations, but she doesn't tell you that they're from outside of, the, of Alaska, and that's the crux of the whole story. Is it true that the ranked choice voting initiative was paid for mostly by outside interest? And the answer to that question emphatically is yes. What she dodges is she she doesn't answer it. She she just lets Jason Gren make the statement that it wasn't when it was now if if i can promise you if if it was the other way around and it was a conservative making a a a completely false statement paul should would have nailed him on it she's she's a good she's got a she's good at her craft she's a good journalist as far as can dig but she only applies it to to, the conservatives when it comes to holding people accountable that's the thing about the left a lot of leftist journalists are very talented and they're good at what they do, but they only apply their craft to, to expose conservatives. When it comes to leftists, they just give them a pass. It's like the Byron Milot and, and Bill Walker scandal with Byron Malat asking some teenage girl to have sex with him. They just want, oh, they're going to talk about that. It's like Ethan Berkowitz when he's sleeping around with the news anchor over at the ABC News. Oh, we're not going to re- we're not going to report on that until after he resigns. That's what Ryan Binkley did. But they will. They're talented. They have skills, but they will not apply their craft to hold the left accountable. It only applies to to conservatives, and that's why nobody trusts them. And I don't know why they can't see that. I don't. They, you know, they just think people hate them because oh, I don't know. But if you would apply your skills that you have to expose corruption to the left as much as what would, you would to the right, then people would not hate you. You're, you're selective when you, when you choose to report on what's going on and you have double standards. And that's why people don't, don't like the media. 5220650, 630.
0: The Dan Fagan Show returns on News Radio 650, K E N I.
1: back to the broadcast our number five two two zero six fifty we'd love to hear from you on this friday morning twelve two twenty twenty two let's go to robert good morning robert
5: good morning dan can you hear me i can okay uh so you just talked about biden being at the meeting in france uh the big important meeting and he's walking away wandering around isn't that just like that movie uh, Weekend at Bernie's, where they had the guy dies and then they they prop him up and wave to people <laughs> and stuff like he's uh, like he's uh, up, you know so up course. and at him, and and it works That's... out for a, for a while, you know. Although, but you know it, I would take gets, issue. They get I would
1: I would take issue with your analogy because Bernie seemed more alive than Biden. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Did you see this video that I described? Have you seen it Not yet? yet.
5: Not yet. I'll, I'll You've gotta it on Google Facebook
1: it. Too. I will, and it's he just. Uh, I just retweeted it, but I'll, I'll I'll download it and put it on my Facebook page. But he he just walked around. He's so confused, and you know, Daryl Dean was just saying a lot of times when when people suffer from dementia or because of aging, there's fear in their eyes because they're losing their capacity to be able to comprehend, and they're still functioning, but yet. They're losing it, and they know it, and and that's what I saw in Biden's eyes. And Daryl noticed that too, that that he just looks afraid. And sure, you know, when you're when you're in a group of people, and you know you're losing it, and you're just kind of wandering aimlessly, and it's sad. You know, we don't say this to make fun of Mr. Biden because of his diminished capacity. It's not his fault that he's getting old and losing his ability. Uh, To reason, to me, I think one of the most evil persons on the planet is Joe Biden. Jill Biden. For her to put her husband through this knowing full well he's not capable, that's just cruel. And, you know, you you, you think about the people who are covering up for this, and all because they hate Trump so much, Robert. Anyone. uh, uh, A man who belongs in a nursing home is better than Donald Trump. That's how much they hate Donald Trump.
5: Yeah, and it, it's a national emergency too. We we have someone that doesn't have their wits, and they're they're supposedly in charge of our in our country and the free world. And you know how are they getting away with this, Dan? Everyone can see this. If, if it was Trump, he wouldn't he wouldn't last two seconds.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, you remember that one time Trump was walking down this ramp and he walked a little slower than normal. Well, that was all over the media. They were just. You know, oh well, no. Look at Trump; he can't walk. Yeah. Well, they, it's,
5: every every it's, other month, they were bringing up the twenty fifth amendment to to say he's not right. capable to to be president. But it's so th- true. No one's done it once for Joe Biden, right? Not not once.
1: No, no, and clearly he's incapable. Clearly, yeah. He and I yeah, I don't
5: him. like you know. I,
1: I'm not making fun of the
5: man either. I'm just saying he does not belong there. Uh, there's other people that that are standing in the wings that are supposed to be taking his place in, in cases like this, but we're, that's not happening, Dan. This is this is incredible that this is going on in our country. We're we're like we're like the the, the leading country of the world, and we've got a puppet running it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I wonder, Robert. Uh, look, I, this is not uh, anything against women. Some of the greatest leaders in Alaska and our nation are women. And I think, frankly, if you look at the, the brave, courageous people in Alaska who are leading the charge for, for freedom, more of them are women than men. But, Bern, but, uh, Kamala Harris is dumb. She is genuinely a stupid person. And when you hear her talk, it's obviously she's just really stupid. And that's not a sexist thing. It's just because she's stupid. There's stupid men, too. Uh, but maybe that's part of it. Maybe they're, they realize she's so incredibly stupid that it's better to have this senile old man that we can control than put someone in who's genuinely stupid.
6: Well,
5: I, I thought she was kind of street smart, but she's not even street smart. She, no. she is. She's just faking it herself, too. Uh, yes. You know, she doesn't yes. seem to know anything about about anything. You know, and she's just yeah. faking. Her. You can tell when she talks. She just want you know wanders on and and that's the other yes. thing Dan. I, I i just you guys were talking about dan state uh, uh dave steering you know he goes yeah. on the radio on the other show and he talks for a long time about nothing he doesn't bring up things going on with the governor or things going on with the state he just jokes and laughs and he talks about nothing for for 30 minutes
1: well, He can't talk about nothing he talks about something
5: well nothing nothing to do with his job. What's supposed to be Well like, what is he talking
1: what what is, is he, he talking about? Is he the
5: about? jester? Is he the king's jester? Yeah. Damn, he is funny. He, yeah, he was going off on tangents and everything, but nothing about well what, what about our PFD getting a full PFD? You know, the governor took credit for the PFD being bigger than normal and that was Mike Shower.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah.
5: Well you know, so, uh, you know st- st- man, this is this is terrible.
1: Starr a funny guy, you know. So I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't have so. a problem with him <laughs> funny. You don't think Stair funny?
5: I think he's silly, but you know, as far as like, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd rather listen to Dave Chappelle.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a very funny man, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I don't know. You know, look, uh,
5: listen, listen no. to Dave sometimes, and you'll and you'll see you you'll see that he didn't talk about anything that don't you know att- you know implies to the state.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah, well, it's hard. It's hard to defend Dunleavy. Think about it. How? What would you? If you had his job, if you were making one hundred and forty thousand, whatever Steer's making, and your job was to make Mike Dunleavy do good, would you talk about real issues? No, because he's failing on all of them. I talk about fluff. I talk about baking or whatever, because you can't defend Dunleavy. He's a dud. He's a complete dud.
5: Yeah, he's a great spin doctor. That's what he is.
1: Who Dunlevy or, or Stearns?
5: Well, no, Dunleavy, not Dunleavy. He doesn't talk. He, yeah, he, he, he let steering yeah. do it.
1: <laughs> but,
5: yeah, yeah. Dan, listen to it sometimes. Yeah, he's talking about baking <laughs> and parties and drinking. Uh, nothing about how we're gonna we're gonna have the state do better and have better programs going and and work on uh, yeah. getting getting this homeless situation uh, so it doesn't blow up and return it to Portland or or Los Angeles. Come on,
1: right? Well, I hear you, Robert. I appreciate it. Have Thank a good you. weekend. Yeah, you too. You know, I, I, some on Facebook, you get these memories that come up back in your old stories. And a lot of times I, I'll post my columns on Facebook, and then they'll pop back up in memories. And I think it was a year ago, maybe two years ago, Dave Steering said uh, about the the city of Anchorage, they were about to, it was Austin Quinn Davidson, Smith Jones Johnson. She was going to shut down the city, close all the bars and, and all that stuff, and and Stern tweeted, uh, "All right, this is it—the last night before they shut everything down. Go out and have a cocktail and enjoy yourself, party—you know, something like that." And of course, the Anchorage Daily News, their panties got in a wad. Ryan Binkley hated that because you know they were—they're the, they're the 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 fear mongers that promote promote COVID as though you know we're all going to die from it eventually. And I wrote the column defending Stearn because I thought it was great. Because Steeren was promoting life and freedom and liberty and, and not letting the fear mongers win. And of course, when the media hates you and comes after you, when the Ryan Minklers of the world come after you, boy, you are no, you know you're you're right in the center of truth, you're right in the he- the heart of it. And Steeren was right to call out the city of Anchorage. Now I wish that his boss would do that. Of course, you know we know. Uh, Dunleavy's a coward. He he just doesn't want to fight anybody. He just wants to remain quiet and you know go to ribbon cuttings and say, hey, look, I'm the governor. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell you, man, I'd rather have in there than Dunleavy. I think Stearn would be a great governor because he's got some fight in him. Now he can't he can't say much now because Dunleavy, you know, and that's what the the daily news played it up. You know, Dunleavy and Ann Zick were trying to terrify everyone with COVID. And the Daily News story was, well, here's a Dunleavy spokesperson, and he's telling the opposite of what the governor's doing. You should be afraid, like Dunleavy says, not like staring. And, you know, that, that one, that's one of the problems. Uh, when you have a governor who's a dud and you have a spokesman who's a fighter, the spokesman really can't speak because it makes his boss look bad. All right, I'm thrilled to see this. It's been a while since we've talked to her. Dr. Lona Farr is on uh on hold. We're gonna get to her next. I, there's a story I was gonna get to next, uh and I'm thrilled to be able to ask Dr. Farr about it. This is the Epic Times uh story that um it reads December first. This is yesterday. Vaccinated people make up majority of COVID death. That's according to the C D C. So we'll
0: ask Dr. Farr about that. She's up next. I'm currently...
1: ...sourced, a meteorologist,
4: Aaron Morrison. You're
0: listening to live, local, and always insightful Morning Drive Radio with Dan Fagan on News Radio 650 KENI. Call the show now, 907-522-0650. All right,
1: you, Dr. Farr, your your timing is impeccable. I was about to talk about a story in the Epoch Times this morning that the majority of deaths now from COVID are from people who are vaccinated in the... The consensus is, and this is according to the CDC, Center for Disease Control data, that the mRNA vaccines limit your immunity, your ability, your body's immunity, uh, its ability to fight the virus. Now, the vaccine actually makes things worse. Have you read about that? And what's your thought
0: on all this? Yes,
7: yes, absolutely. And so, takes about two weeks for the vaccine to become quote-unquote effective. It lasts anywhere from 12 weeks to six months. That may provide a little increased protection, but after that, there's actually a minus 17%. Um, In other words, you're more likely to get infected seriously or hospitalized if you've had the vaccine. You know, but the problem is each person is totally different, Dan, and it looks like, you know, about... The lightest stat I saw was fifty eight percent, but it varied from fifty five to sixty percent depending on the month and who looks at the stats, um, in terms of people dying from this. And that's why countries all over the world have banned this vaccine, you know, some under the age of eighteen, some under the age of fifty. I heard Norway was considering under sixty five because they've started seeing this and you know, they saw it in Israel and it's just amazing to me that they're still pushing this vaccine, and I thought it was the height of the hypocrisy when the um, Pfizer president was praising the one-point-some-billion-dollar judgment against Alex Jones for free speech, and yet he's responsible for wow. millions, millions of wow. deaths worldwide. And it turns wow. out that this vaccine, which I didn't know until a conference just recently online, um, was that this vaccine actually has a biphasic clot. So you have the initial blood clots that occur in the first month after you get the vaccine, but then you get these awful fibrous clots anywhere from five to seven months after the vaccine. And those are the ones that people saw in that documentary, um, sudden death 2022. And, um, I know a dialysis nurse, and so I called her up and I said, you know, is this fake news or is it true? And she goes, oh, no, right after the vaccine we started seeing these weird clots, you know, in the dialysis machines. And so this is true. They are seeing it. We don't know why some people do it and some do not. Some people seem to have no problems with this vaccine, and some people tend to, you know, get cancer, get clots, and have um, permanent neurological problems from it. And so,
1: myocarditis.
7: Yep, the myocarditis and, uh, you know, multiple other things. Some of it depends on whether or not you have um, genes that increase the risk of clots. There was one, people that are working to see if it's related to something called the MTHFR gene which has to do with B vitamin metabolism. They think people that have that genetic mutation may be at increased risk for these clots but the problem is we don't really have a way of identifying these fibrous clots because they're not a blood clot and um, the D dimers and stuff were not always positive apparently with this type of clots. Um, So you know there's a lot of um people that are out there working to try and find solutions um but the big thing is you know because of our the long term impact on it looks like maybe fertility maybe the testicles maybe the ovaries and other things i mean i still don't think these vaccines should be given to young people at all and um you know there's some data that maybe in older people they help but you know it's short term and so long-term, are we increasing their risk of strokes, heart attacks, cancer? I think the data is pretty clearly showing now it is. So I don't know when people are going to wake up, um, but it's very frustrating for me as a provider because, you know, you go to one conference and everybody's gun ho on the vaccine. You go to another conference and you're seeing all these vaccine injuries, and it's like there's two dramatically opposing viewpoints on these vaccines, and they don't meet anywhere in the middle. And, I mean, we're seeing this with... You know, climate change, we're seeing this with nitrogen. I mean, I'm looking at everything that's going on in the world, and, you know, it talks about in the end times when there'll be right, will be wrong, and wrong will be right. And I look at this bill that Murkowski and Sullivan just voted on that's totally going to erode religious freedom. I look at Iran that apparently has enough nuclear material for four nuclear bombs. Plus, they've got tons of ballistic missiles now and lots of these attack drones Um, So we've really got to pray for Israel and peace in the Middle East because of what's going on in Iran right now. Um, You look at all this other thing that's going on with them closing 3,000 plus farms, you know, in the um, Netherlands um, because of nitrogen, which is nitrogen is a natural source. I mean, why are you closing farms and reducing food production in the world right when we know we're reaching, you know, we're going to have more food crisis? Um, I, I mean, it's just crazy. And then Ukraine and Russia are making a small fortune off this war and Bankrupting, you know, countries all over Europe and the U.S. and this FTX that'll never be probably investigated because it's a money laundering scheme. To you know, oh, we give all this money to Ukraine and then it comes back to corrupt politicians and and corporations like Lisa FTX. like Lisa Murkowski. Well, you know, I don't know. People are going to need to do investigation well, she, about that. I she she it.
1: took. Yeah, she took money from that. Dr. Far, I know you're so busy. Can you hang on for another segment? Sure. Thank you. Talking to Dr. Arlona Far. And we got calls, too. We'll get to five two two zero six fifty. Stay with us.
0: Dan Fagan Show. The latest in Alaska politics and lifestyle. The lines are open now at 907-522-0650. 907-522-0650. It's Morning Drive Live on News Radio 650 KENI. If you look up the word courage in the dictionary, there should
1: be a picture of Alona Far sitting right next to the word. Dr. Alona Far is with us. Uh, Dr. Farr, you laid out a very uh, realistic assessment of what's happening in the globe right now, and I want to run something by you. It's clear to me, for those who pay attention, for those whose heads are buried in the sand, this means nothing, but for those who are paying attention, it seems as though the world is unraveling. All the institutions that we've come to trust through generations are now untrustworthy. And I don't know that we've ever lived in more perilous times. And people will say, well, you know, we had World War I, we had Nazi Germany, certainly times were very bad then. But the distinction between those times, Dr. Farr, and now, is back then the enemy was from without. It's my opinion that the enemy is now from within. The United States has been infiltrated by dark forces, people who are anti-freedom, anti freedom anti-capitalism certainly anti-life and they're targeting our children and we can't trust them our justice department on a federal level is corrupt and that's much more dangerous than having a foreign enemy overseas that want to kill us but because of our military we can combat them i don't know how we're going to win this war where the enemy is already within the gates Is that a fair assessment of what's going on? And if it is, what do you think the answer is to winning this war?
7: Well, Dan, yes, you are absolutely 100% correct. And, um, you know, Jesus is the answer. And, you know, going back to biblical principles is the answer. I mean, I am glad I am saved. I'm glad Jesus Christ is my Savior. And if something happens to me, I know I'm going to heaven. And I think it's really important for us to focus on Biblical principles on truth and trying to ascertain the truth, which is very difficult in these times. But, you know, that is the answer is getting back to the biblical foundation, and it's totally being eroded. You know, the family, us killing unborn babies, us mutilating children um, who really don't know what they want, you know, at ages. I mean, giving them these um, drugs that we give sex offenders uh, at an early age and, Chopping off body parts. I mean, what insanity is gripping us, you know? We've got a, a president that's obviously suffering from dementia. He, they have to get him through another two months so they can try and retain power longer because then Kamala Harris has the right to run for two additional terms. If they don't get him through the end of January, then um, she can only run for one term. So there's a lot of play that's going on behind the scenes but you know the problem is biden's done so doggone many executive orders too and each executive order can have like 40 different actions and a lot of people aren't aware of these i mean i'm not aware i wasn't aware of some of them and i'm not aware of others but he's basically changing and doing a lot of things that are bankrupting us like this um, student loan forgiveness that was all done by executive order i mean what right does the the presidency have a right to do something that's financial i thought that was in the house so the the whole all of our institutions are being totally corrupted and it's very very frustrating and i mean this um just these vaccines i mean why aren't they telling people hey look you know there's this study I believe it was that of Thailand, where they took 200 young men, vaccinated them, you know, and then they did a bunch of studies to see if there were cardiac problems in them. And it turns out that seven of the 200, which is a, uh, over 3%, had cardiac problems that they were asymptomatic. And so and these were young men. These were young men. And so, I yep. mean, by vaccinating people, what are we doing? And then they're doing the vaccine so they they studied this stupid bivalent vaccine that's the Wuhan and Omicron strains, both of which are extinct. So I'm not sure why we're immunizing people against extinct vaccines that are at increased risk of clots because those are the, you know, the Wuhan strain is the one that causes clots in people. So A number one, we're giving them a clot shot. Um, but A number two, you know, it's not effective and in the mice, they gave these shots to all eight mice and all eight mice ended up with COVID. And it wasn't studied in humans. So why are we giving people a vaccine that is, you know, a new, new vaccine that hasn't been studied in humans and, again, caused the mice to get COVID. I mean, it's just kind of insanity, but yet people just trust it. I mean, I trusted vaccines um, and thought they were great technology, but now they're trying to go to make all of our new vaccines. They're adding all these adjuvants, all these nanoparticles, and they're talking about mRNA, so they're going to corrupt one of the things that I think has really benefited people over the years by preventing diseases. So there's a lot of stuff that's going, because it's cheaper technology and easier to produce. And so, but... You know, we've got these large corporations like Pfizer that's totally in charge. You know, they own the media now. They're worth billions, and they're virtually untouchable because they are using the government to protect them from any liability um, against these vaccines that are turning out to be a lot more dangerous than we thought. I mean, I thought they were going to be safe looking at the information and data Pfizer put out, and then we found out that Pfizer lied. I mean, within the first three months, there were – 1,223 documented deaths. And, you know, they've pulled other vaccines off the market or other products off the market with 42 or 50 deaths. You know, and now we've got millions of people around the globe that have died not only from COVID, but we've got other millions that have died from this vaccine probably because of this biphasic nature where it kills some people immediately, and we might be able to attribute those in some instances to the vaccine. But, you know, a lot of times... If you've got an elderly person that dies of um, a cardiac condition or something like that, even though they've had the vaccine, you might attribute it to their age or underlying medical problems and not the vaccine. so I don't think we'll ever know how many how many people this vaccine has really injured, and it's very worrisome yeah. And it's so, even more yeah. worrisome. They're trying to force it on our children because we don't know the oh, long-term awful. infertility and consequences yeah. that it's going to have with regard to cancer, clotting, immune no, system terrible. dysfunction, etc.
1: And and the the young men and women of our military. Yes. You know, it's awful. I, I saw Christie Nome, the governor of South Dakota, came out and really uh, is calling on other governors you know, to stand up to this policy that Biden has employed, where you you get rid of military members. You know, they're in their 20s. They're in the best shape of their lives. It's just, un- it's criminal yeah, to force two, them to get this.
7: 2 million to 21 million um, reports to, you know, the clinics and stuff like that after the yeah. shot was introduced. I mean, it's just astronomical what they're doing. I mean, I'm really glad that Ladapo, the Surgeon General of Florida, stood up and said, hey, we're not giving this under, you know, the age of 18, I think he said, but I think it should be, you know, should be under 50 probably, and maybe even nobody should get these.
1: Well, you know, when you said uh, you believe the answer is Jesus, and I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you, and I, I do believe that divine intervention is the only thing going to save this country at this point. We've gone down so far. But is it possible that all of this that's happening, this, you know, it's going to really get bad, Dr. Farr. I really believe that. I really think things are going to get really bad, but I do believe they'll get better after they've been bad because I think we're going to eventually rise up. And I, I think that a spiritual awakening in the hearts of Americans is going to be the thing that does it. Do you think people now, when they see everything falling apart around them, of course, if you read the Anchor's Daily News, you don't really know what's going on because they, they cover up most of this stuff. But when people begin to pay attention and they realize that we have an FBI that's just completely corrupt, we have a Justice Department completely corrupt, and we have uh, everything's corrupt. I mean, the, the pharmaceuticals, uh, the, the, the Alaska's uh, Health Department, they're all just, they're not shooting straight. So... Do you think that when people will pay attention and they begin to see the reality of the world crumbling around them, that they will turn their hearts to God and look to God for peace and direction and guidance? And then that will begin to change things because when you begin to seek truth and you employ truth, that's what brings the victory. Uh, You know, the truth will set you free, the saying goes. As we incorporate truth into our life, then we will begin to act accordingly, and then we will begin to make a difference one person at a time, and then the country will turn around is Is that your vision of what you hope happens in america
7: well ma'am I'm praying that happens, but you know there's so much news bias right now that people can't get the truth, and they're going to have to seek the truth but and like I said, what happened with covid is now they've less than forty seven percent of people in America are Attending any type of religious institution, um, and so basically Christians, especially, are in the minority now, um, and so are some other religions. But the problem is that you know the prosecution and persecution of the church is about to begin, and this this law that Sullivan and Murkowski just passed oh. is going to have tremendous, horrible, in, you know, influences Awful. on what happens all over the country. And, um, you know, our Christian schools that kept our students in school, um, unlike our public schools, um, are going to be attacked, and we just need to be strong. I mean, people that are homeschooling really need to teach their children Christian principles, um, because unless those children know that God created them men or women you know, and that they're proud of what God did and that they're beings that God created for a specific purpose and he loves them, you know, unless we teach our children the basic fundamentals of biblical principles, Dan, you're right, it is going to get worse and worse and worse. And sometimes God sends us through times of challenge to bring forth, you know, um, courage to bring forth the truth, too. And so, I mean, but it's very important that those of us that know the truth stand up and speak it. And that's why I try and do it. It doesn't mean that I can't get deluded sometimes or deceived sure, sometimes, but, sure. you know, I try and do my best. And I mean, I apologize if people took the vaccine, um, you know, because initially I encouraged it. I actually drove my mom to get yeah. the vaccine and i didn't right. know, and so there's going to be a lot of us that were deluded, and hopefully we're trying to well, get sure. the truth out now to prevent further injury to other people
1: well, we were lied to dr farr you know i I bought the well, i have an eighty eight year old mother that I spent a lot of time with, and I was told that if I don't get the vaccine, I will spread the virus to her and of course, that was a lie, and so I got the vaccine and it sent me to the hospital so when you're lied to it's hard to it's hard to discern that kind of thing so you know we're all dealing with a bunch of people who are not straight shooters uh you know one thing you said about you talked about low church attendance, and you know I'm going to tell you i Dr. Farr and we're talking to Dr. Aruna Farr, I believe a lot of that is the church's fault. I think so many pastors today are afraid they're seeker friendly they just want to tickle the ears of the congregants. they don't want to take tough positions and take tough uh stands on on important issues. And so people look at that, and, and it just becomes a more of a social club than a place where everyone's seeking truth. And I think that's one of the reasons that church attendance is down. Is because many many pastors today are afraid. They they're so afraid of losing their their members. They won't speak out against gay marriage. They won't speak out against abortion, uh, and they won't speak out against this transgender cult that's, that's rising up. And I think people think, well, there's just there's nothing here, you know. Am I right about that?
7: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's infiltrated, you know, the Catholic and the Protestant church where they're just being deceived by the world. I mean, this climate change, they're they're going away from their major function, which is um spiritually and sticking to the the truth in the Bible and you know, uh, it's it's really bad what's going on right now and that's why individual people need to take the responsibility for their families, for their children's for their extended families and friends and really make sure that people are hearing the true biblical truths. You know, the it's just so important, religion right now. I can't tell you Doc- the number of people that want prayer and everything else right now.
1: Dr. Alunifar is our guest. Let's take a call for it. Ken, you're on with Dr. Alunifar
8: uh you're you're a treasure ma'am and so is your sister and i wanted to ask you a question Uh, when you talked about the deaths as i look at the whole uh from thirty thousand feet it wasn't just from COVID or from uh death from and injections which are still happening but we've lost a lot of trust in because we can't get the right information and during during the past two years I think people lost sight of how bad it got when all medical procedures were shut down, diagnostics. And then, and I, I don't know if anybody could ever write a book on it, but I think the wound's too fresh, and I don't know if you could ever get to the whole truth of it. But you look at here in our own state, how many people were turned away from the hospital or medical procedures during this mess, how many people died because they crushed everything uh, with commerce and medical uh, treatments during this thing you weren't allowed to get any kind of treatment they just sent you home and said well when you get bad enough that your o2 levels are killing you we will intubate you and send you out the back door of the hospital in a body bag and then they shut down all diagnostics people were it just stopped for a year year and a half where people couldn't get seen by a doctor now how much do you trust the doctor and i got a, have got a litmus test if they tell me to go get an injection i'm going to walk out their front door and never look
9: back <laughs>
7: Oh, I know. There's been a lot of deception. And one of the most frustrating things for me was pharmacists refusing to fill prescriptions for ivermectin. That's one of the world's safest medications, safer than aspirin, safer than Tylenol. And, you know, by denying patients um, ability to get ivermectin or some of the other medications, it resulted in deaths of patients. And, you know, physicians refused to prescribe it. And it's like, you know, they want to do these expensive experimental treatments that weren't always working, instead of something that's totally safe, and they were using all over the world. And that's why I was looking at the death rates um, yesterday. And um, the death rates in COVID were much, much lower in most of the third world countries than they were in ours. I mean, 23 countries, none of them was a what quote-unquote first world country um you know most of them were in african it's because they had ivermectin hydroxychloroquine readily available and they also didn't get the injections so,
10: so anyway,
7: we did it wrong
1: well yeah we did right. we definitely did it wrong access
7: to care
1: yeah uh dr alina far is our guest we'll take one more question we'll let you go i know you got to go dr far jeff you're on with dr alina far
9: Hey, Dr. Farr, thanks for everything you do. We appreciate it. Um, do you agree with Dr. Cole, or have you heard Dr. Cole um, say that he thinks reason why we can't you know, people can't figure out why it affects some people and doesn't affect other people, talking about the jab, he thinks it's because of the manufacturing process didn't have quality control, and also, if you remember, when it first came out, they said it had to be shipped very, very cold, and then they stopped that cold process shipping, He thinks that's why the um, reason why you can't figure out who it affects and who it doesn't, he believes that's got a lot to do with it.
7: Well, yeah, I mean, I really like Ryan Cole, Dr. Ryan Cole. I think he does some excellent talks. He's a pathologist that's not afraid to speak out. And, yes, um, a lot of it had to do with handling the products. We used to aspirate before we gave vaccines. Um, Some of it may have been these vaccines actually going into veins um, or blood vessels. Um, some of it could have had to do with degradation. There's no question there was differences between lots, and people can go to howbadismybatch.com um, and look and see whether they got one of the lots that had a lot of side effects or didn't, because some of the lots had hardly any side effects. It's just what you would expect from a, a normal vaccine, so how much of this was... Them experimenting on us, how much of it was um, poor control, quality control, how much of it was degradation, how much of it is genetic. Um, You know, we don't know at this point in time, but we do know that some people are having very serious effects from the vaccines, and some people, you know, may have gotten some benefit from them, but there's a lot of information we don't know yet.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Dr. Farr, because
0: uh, how.
1: Like in my case, where I got my two shots and then a week later I started having breathing problems and about several weeks later I ended up in the hospital with myocarditis. No one knows about that except for my audience. No no medical researcher knows about it. No medical establishment knows about it. How many other people have been adversely affected by this vaccine and the the data does not reflect what happened to them? Do you think it's it's so widespread, it's so underreported, or do you think we're we're getting a good handle on how many people were adversely affected by this vaccine?
7: Oh, it's totally underreported. I mean they estimate in the UK study six percent of people had adverse reactions to the vaccine and that's just the ones that they knew about from this informal survey. But the VARIS data is underreported by at least a factor of ten. So if you have 44,000 deaths from the COVID vaccine on that, and who knows, they keep burying the number, Dan, but if you have 44,000 listed, it's probably closer, to well over 400,000. So, you know, that's why this vaccine is very dangerous, and um, it, it's going to take years to sort this out, and there's so much cover-up, we may never be able to figure out everything. There's V-safe data that people can go through. Um, You know, there's an organization, Stop the Jab, that if people are being um, forced to try and get it, they can go there for resources. And then I'm referring people a lot to the FLCCC website because they have the protocols, you know, for prevention of COVID, for treatment of COVID, for treatment of long COVID, for treatment of vaccine injuries. And those guys are really trying to synthesize data from all over the world and keep it updated. And it will be changed depending on... um, new information about new supplements that comes out or new medications. Most of these are old repurposed medications that we know the side effects um, on and stuff like that. So they're very safe for most patients.
1: I think we should wrap this conversation up with one last question, which is, if someone does test positive for quote, COVID, what would you recommend they do?
7: Well, I still recommend they stay home and not infect other people because there's a certain percentage of the population that has not gotten COVID and will still get COVID. And so, you know, they need to do the usual things. I mean, Alaska COVID Alliance has a list of all the different supplements that they can do. If they have underlying risk factors, I'm still treating with ivermectin, um, some hydroxychloroquine, z pack If they don't want that, I'm using the Paxlovid. Um, you know there 's monoclonal antibodies that people can get, but they have to get them through the emergency room now so but the big thing is just you know. Doing the vitamin D, the C, the zinc, lots of fluids, the iodine rinses are very beneficial, um, and that's a 1%. So you take one the providone iodine and dilute it by 10, and then you can do nasal rinses and then let it drip out um, because you don't want to swallow a lot of that stuff, but that's very beneficial. So there's all kinds of things that people can do, even simple saline rinses, drinking warm tea. I mean, there's a lot of different things that people can do to help themselves Um, You know, there's no question that zinc and quercetin, the vitamin C, um, NAC can help people, the black cumin seed, baby aspirin to help decrease the clot risk. There's just a lot of different things that people can do. And most of those are things that you can do to help with the common cold, the flu, the RSV. I mean, keeping your vitamin D levels up is actually one of the most critical things that people can do.
1: Especially for Alaskans because of lack of daylight this time of year. Yeah, and if I and, mean you know, if
7: and zinc and those guys had just come out and said, hey, get your vitamin D levels up. Hey, if you get this, you know, take some vitamin C, yeah. some aspirin, and zinc. I mean, uh, we could have prevented a lot of hospitalizations and deaths, but the big thing that they didn't get was the, the early treatment, the ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and zinc pack, yes. or doxy. Well, it's so not, it totally works.
1: It's not just that they didn't get it. And zinc demonized it with the governor standing two feet behind her. So Well, it happened all no over the country and all over the world. I know. I know. Uh, Dr. Farr, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And, thank you, for and all you. do.
7: That's why we need to fight against this World Health Organization, takeover of health care and this currency that Biden tried to initiate right before Thanksgiving, because if they take away our, our ability to buy and sell and take put our health care decisions with who, we are in big trouble. So people need to stand up. And the up World and Health
1: Organization is controlled by the communist Chinese government, government is it not?
7: Partially, yes. Bill Gates Foundation, yeah. a lot of billionaires. Sure. Yeah, and people that are making right. a lot of money off these technologies.
1: S- same people that gave us ranked choice voting, basically. Yep. Uh, Dr. Doctor Farr, thank you very much.
4: Okay, thank you. Bye.
1: All right, that's Dr. Ilona Farr. All right, we'll take a break. Source, a meteorologist, Aaron Morrison.
0: It's the Dan Fagan Show on News Radio 650 KENI. Call now, 907 650 Are you sleeping well at night? Well, I hope so.
1: If you're not, you need to get yourself a sleep number 360 smart bed. Right now, you can save $1,000 on select sleep number 360 smart beds and adjustable bases, plus special financing. This ends on Monday. I've been sleeping in my sleep number bed for at least four years now, and it's such a game changer for me. I sleep so well. I get up in the morning feeling great. Why choose Proven Quality Sleep from Sleep Number? Because to be your best every day, you need Proven Quality Sleep every night. Go to sleepnumber.com to learn more. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. It'll change the way you sleep. My Sleep Number setting's 35. Find out what yours is. Head on over to the showroom in South Anchorage in front of the Target. Again, the sale, the $1,000 off sale Ends on Monday, so head on over there this weekend or Monday and get yourself a good night's sleep for a change. All two zero six fifty. John, good morning.
11: Good morning, Dan. Hey, I uh, appreciate you having Dr. Farr on. She's uh, just a real pillar in this community and uh, helping keeping us all safe. Wanted to yes. follow up with that. Have you... I don't, I jumped in a little bit late, and I don't know if you had an opportunity to talk about a docudrama that's out there called Died Suddenly. Have you, have, yeah. have you talked about that? Have you seen it?
1: Yes, I've talked about it, and I've watched it. It is horrifying, and it is credible. It's well done. They talk to coroners who see this in, in other people, and there's just this incredible uh, shift in the way people yeah. are dying as a result of the vaccine. Uh, you know, look, anyone now, anyone now, John, who says the vaccine is good and it's helpful is just ignoring reality. And either they're they're saying that because they're just blind or they're they're financially benefiting from it. And I don't understand why Ann Zink and Mike Dunleavy continue to pump this vaccine. Clearly, it it's about than good.
11: it's about big pharma and them monopolizing and, and monetizing our health care system. And that's where we've got to get away from that monetization and get back to the standard of care and the, the Hippocratic Oath that these doctors have actually taken. Because it, they're all about protecting big pharma, which is also big interests and uh, special interest groups that buy off our elected officials. But, the you know, that died suddenly video or the uh, docudrama You know, those embalmers came together because of the anomalies that they were seeing that are not normal, and they're not considered a blood clot. They say that there's no blood in those clots. Right, right. It was very... uh, (laughs) You know, it's a a nanotechnology that's accumulating together and stopping blood from going through the veins and arteries.
1: Well, you're right, and it was very difficult to watch because it was very graphic, but and you're right, I said corners. It was more embalmers than corners. But, you know, the thing that really infuriates me, John, is that the the way that this was laid out in this documentary, you're talking about people who just, they've got no skin in the game. These embalmers don't make money by revealing their findings and the shift that they've seen. And yet the mainstream media, the Ryan Bickley's of the world, the 60 Minutes of the world, they won't touch this story. And it is obviously a major major story
11: and that's where it's up to all of us uh people can go to an alternative channel like brighteon.com and do a search right at the top there for died suddenly they want to look for the video that uh, uh obviously the title of it but there's a blue uh doctor's glove with a a clot in there that is just i mean some of these are like three feet long and it's Horrific, but uh, yeah, go to Brighton and your listeners want to go there to go get some more information. Some of those individuals, I actually uh, was up on stage with them uh, in oh, Palmer when right? came up here to speak earlier this fall. Okay. And they wow. are absolutely credible, and uh, yes. people need to listen up and share that video with other people.
1: I think I found the, the video on uh, Rumble, and it was free there. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, yeah. died suddenly. That's the name of the, and you, it's a must watch. And look, if you hate the media now, and by hate I don't mean hate in a negative, in a, in a detrimental way, but if you are infuriated at the lying media now, watch this this documentary, oh, and you'll realize just how corrupt the media yeah. is.
11: And and we need to have those Nuremberg trials and hold these uh, yeah. uh, elected yes. and non-elected officials uh, accountable. And Zinc is yes. not. Uh, she does not have Ugh. immunity from her uh, fingerprints all over this. And we need to no hold doubt. her accountable to it.
1: Yes. Thank you, John. Appreciate your call. I-, I gotta take a break. I see Dave Donnelly's
0: online, school board member. We'll get to him next. Stay with Welcome back to the Dan Fagan Show on News Radio 650, K-E-N-I. All right. Well, Dave Donnelly's got a big fundraiser. Uh, I think it's either tonight
1: or tomorrow. He joins us. You got a fundraiser. Is it tonight, Dave? It's tomorrow afternoon,
6: Dan. Good morning.
1: Tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, it's Good morning.
6: Five, yeah, it's from five o'clock to seven o'clock, um, on Ninth Avenue, right downtown Anchorage, uh, West Ninth at 1415 West Ninth. It's a w- large white house across the street from the western end of the park strip.
1: And, will uh, there be refreshments served?
6: Yes, there will. Yes, there will. What there type
1: will be, of what type of refreshments?
6: Well, there will be holiday merriment and holiday uh, refreshments. Yes,
1: that's the that, holiday merriment. That's fantastic. Everybody loves holiday merriment.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's a really big <laughs> kickoff of my attempt to get reelected to the school board.
1: Um, well, you know, Dave, I, my thought my my thought on you and your reelection, or yeah, I mean. If we lose you on the school board, my thought is we should just shut the whole thing down. Every freedom-loving Anchorageite should just pull their student, their child, immediately out of the school system. You're the only one in there fighting against this woke culture that has overtaken the, the school system. And without you in there on the inside, having knowledge that you know, obviously the public is never gets to see. You're such a key person in that in that whole thing with the school board and we've got to get you reelected.
6: Well, Dan, before I go any further, as long as we're talking about actual policy, I have to disclaim that I am not speaking on behalf of the Anchorage School Board or the Anchorage School District. But yes, there's some emerging parents' rights groups, both nationally and here locally, that I'm working with um to try to defend parents' rights within the Anchorage School District. And at nine o'clock today is one of those rare events where four times a year the school board and the assembly meets together at the Anchorage uh, Education Center at the corner of Boniface and Northern
1: Lights. And well, uh, that's a whole lot of that's a whole lot of wokeism, people, in the, in one room.
6: Yeah, it's uh, it's a big meeting, and there is a yeah. public comment period uh, towards the end of the meeting, and people are entitled to come and and let. Something like nineteen of your local officials all you know uh, know what you're thinking. So, um, yeah, we'll and do. and of course on Monday there's a huge school board meeting where there's over a hundred million dollars of planning construction on the line. Um, boards have to do a six year plan by state law, and on the existing mm-hmm. plan is the plan to build three new schools then at, at a cost of over a hundred thousand hundred million dollars over the next six years um, and I'm opposing that I'm going to propose amendments to change that uh, to not build brand new schools to just continue what we uh, policy used to be it was to remodel schools that need well,
1: well we're already overbuilt and let's let's talk about that hundred million all right so I know the state kicks in money but of that let's just assume we go build these three schools that we absolutely do not need and we spend the hundred million What percent of that $100 do you think, Dave, will come directly out of the pocket of homeowners?
6: It's so hard to predict, Dan, because we used to know that. We used to know that it was about 30% by state law. But then the state suspended that program for almost the last five years. They just passed a law that says we're not going to do this for five years. Actually, it started out being a couple years, and then they extended it again. For a few more years so it's really almost impossible to tell people uh taxpayers what you vote what you're going to be voting for um, because they could do that again if they get in a budget crisis
1: well i tell you <laughs> i don't know i don't know dave we got to wake up I, you I'm know people who, who i know you are and you're right in the middle of it and you're fighting and we so appreciate you but look people's their their dollar's shrinking. The the school board wants more cash. They've already overbuilt. They want to build more. You're the only one in there fighting against these guys. And, man, I hope people show up at your fundraising tomorrow. Again, remind me of the time and the location.
6: It's Saturday afternoon from 5 to 7 at downtown Anchorage on West 9th Avenue at 1415 West 9th Avenue. It's a White House across the street from the park strip kind of on the west end of the park strip.
1: Dave Donnelly, thank you so much for all you do. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Dan. All right, we'll take a break. Be back.
1: Of some meteorologist
4: Aaron Morrison.
0: This is the Dan Fagan Show on News Radio 650 KENI. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: <laughs> they want to spend $100 million building three new schools, and the school district is already so overbuilt. And they, they are going to lose more students. They're projected to lose more and more students and yet they have to keep building and building. And folks, I'll tell you what I think that's all about. That's, I, I really believe that's the, 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 the money there, the money, uh, incentive there are the, are the people who build the schools, the architects, the construction workers, or the construction industry. That's what's driving that.
12: Can I jump Every in here for a second, Dan?
1: Yeah, let me just make, finish my point here. Okay. Every time there's a school bond, who, who are the people who, who support it and run all the commercials? It's the architects and the people who build the schools.
12: Go ahead, Um uh, they're, they're talking about spending $100 million to build new schools, yet they're talking about we've got $68 million in the hole in debt, and we have to close six schools this math does not work out for at least the math that i was taught in school you know back in the day this doesn't work out why are we building 100 million in new schools when we're 68 million in the hole it it just doesn't make any sense at all to me
1: well do, do you think it's because the people who build the schools are driving the discussion because they they contribute to school board members and they they're the ones who benefit financially?
12: Oh, absolutely. And when you say the people who build the schools, you refer to the architects and the contractors, but it's actually the unions that build the schools.
1: The, the, the unions who work in the construction.
12: Industry. Yeah, the construction, the electrical yes, unions, right. the, the building unions, sure. the roofers. The, I mean, oh, yeah. all those guys.
1: Well, Daryl, the unions have complete 100% control of the state of Alaska. Union bosses run the state of Alaska. They own Ryan Binkley. They own Jeff Landfield. They own all the power structure. They are in complete control of everything.
12: Yeah, just so frustrating. I had to get that in there because, like I said, when you guys were talking about those yeah. numbers and I'm going, another $100 million, but we're $68 million in the hole. Who spends $100 million when you're in the hole $68 million?
1: Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's right. You know, and we got we to take the state back. Big labor, big unions. Total control. No resistance. Zero. We got three conservatives in the entire Senate. We got more rhinos and Democrats in the House, and we have a feckless governor. And so the unions are having a field day. You think last year's budget, which was record, the largest budget in the state of Alaska history, which Dunleavy signed, you think that was big? You just wait and, and look at the monstrosity that Dunleavy signs this next year. Holy smoke. Did the The unions and the nonprofit cabal and the lobbyists and the deep state, they're going to be dancing in the streets because all the cash coming their way. And the private sector will continue to lose employees and continue to be on life support. We'll take a break. Stay with us.
0: Welcome back to live, local, and insightful morning drive radio, the Dan Fagan Radio Show on News Radio 650 KENI.
1: Welcome back to the broadcast. Five two two zero six fifty. Daryl, you got that video ready, the one I sent you about. Okay, so we, there's a story in Epic Times, and even though Anzin continues Anzin continues to promote the, the death cult vaccine, uh, the majority of people who are now dying from COVID are vaccinated. So, if anything, the vaccine has compromised the immunity. Uh, of the of the recipient and that that's now the evidence that the vaccine did more harm than good is overwhelming and conclusive and without dispute now i want to play for you a a, a quick clip of people who have lied to you about covid it starts with bill gates and then uh, the head of the cdc this uh rachel something i forget her name uh then there's fauci in there and then there's biden That this series of comments that you're going to hear, everything they've said is absolutely completely opposite of what's true. And it's about the vaccine. And And this is over the last couple of years. And I want you to listen to this clip in light of the fact that the majority of people who are now dying of COVID have been vaccinated. And also don't forget that it is without a doubt, and the CDC has actually admitted this. That vac, this vaccine will not stop transmission of the virus. Listen to this.
12: During 2021, we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines, and and that vaccine, a uh, key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up, so that you get almost no almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission. Uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We
10: can kind of almost see the end. We're we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests um, that,
2: that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus, the virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else cannot use a vaccinated person as a host if they'll get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to
3: the end of this. Essentially, vaccines block you from getting and
5: giving um, the virus. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19.
12: Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated... You no longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not gonna get infected. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You wanna be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. I think given the country as a whole, the fact that we have now about 50% of adults fully vaccinated and about 62% of adults having received at least one dose as a nation, I, I'm, I feel fairly certain you're not gonna see the kind of surges mm-hmm. we've seen in the past. If you're vaccinated, you're not gonna be hospitalized. You're not gonna be in ICU unit and
4: you're not going to die. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have
0: these vaccinations.
1: All right, every word that you just heard is a lie. And I'm going to give you some stats here. Now, this is in the UK, a report published earlier this year. COVID mortalities, 73% of them were in boosted individuals who had two shots. 10% were to unvaccinate, were from unvaccinated people. Another study in Canada showed while the boosted population made up 70% of all COVID mortalities, the unvaccinated contributed to less than 10%. These numbers are astonishing. Even the CDC, which is basically owned by the pharmaceutical industry, They report 58.6% of deaths are attributed from COVID were attributed to vaccinated the people who were boosted twice. So (laughs) this is, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh because it's, it's awful. We've been lied to the healthcare. uh, You know, I'm not saying that and zinc who is the state health director and and now the head of this rabid left-wing, radical nonprofit organization. I'm not saying that she wanted people to die. I'm not saying that at all. When she got up from that podium and she demonized ivermectin and people who got COVID in Alaska died because they couldn't get ivermectin because of Anzinc, I'm not saying that that was her intent. I'm not saying she wants to see people die. But I will tell you this. Dr. Ilona Farr, who treated 2000 COVID patients, only lost one patient. And that was a patient who was admitted to the hospital before she could get to them. And the hospital refused to give them ivermectin. And that's the only patient out of 2000 that died. She gave her other patients ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and her, her preventative and, and, uh, her, her, uh, treatment that's, you know, not what's uh, condoned by the CDC or the FDA, which is owned by the pharmaceutical industry. Dr. Ilona Farr met with Ann Zink and, and and gave her that information. And Ann Zink chose to ignore Dr. Ilona Farr, someone who had experience with 2,000 COVID patients, and instead believe Anthony Fauci, who is nothing but a puppet of communist China. Now, I'm not saying Ann Zink's evil and that she's, intentionally wanting people to, to die. I'm not saying Mike Dunleavy wanted to see all these people die because he stood side by side while Anne Zink demonized treatments that worked and pushed this vaccine death call. I'm not saying that they wanted to see this death and carnage, but I am saying without a doubt they caused it because they they believed these lies and people died. I'm not saying they're evil. I'm not saying they wanted to see people die, but people died because of Anzinc and Mike Dunleavy. That is without dispute. And the evidence is overwhelming. Now, this is where I I really do think we need to to be very bold in, in, in our evaluation of this. After all of this evidence, the majority of people who are dying from COVID to this day are people who have been vaccinated. They're still, Anzinc is still pimping the vaccine, still pimping it. Now, that's inexcusable. And she works for a nonprofit that is there for vaccine mandates. And you, you look at Joe Biden still demanding U.S. military personnel take the vaccine. We know it doesn't stop transmission. The CDC admitted so. We know it doesn't stop you from getting COVID. The uh, one of the other big lies was, well, at least if you get COVID, you won't. You won't, you know, suffer, uh, the extreme, uh, hardships from it. Well, that's not true because most of the people who, who are dying now have been vaccine, vaccinated from COVID. Now these are all facts that are not, not with, you can't dispute any of these facts. So we've been lied to. I took the vaccine because I believe the lies. But once the evidence began to mount, and I ended up in the hospital for a week as a result, but once these these facts and data began to mount, and it was overwhelmingly obvious this vaccine causes more harm than good, for people still to hang on to the vaccine death cult either represents an evil heart or a heart just com- committed to fighting any- anything that's true. You have to be so committed to fighting truth when you see a mountain of data that says, look, this vaccine causes more harm than good, and you still stand by the idea of promoting the vaccine. Then your heart is, there's something wrong with your heart because it does not seek truth. It seeks the opposite of truth, which is what the religion of leftism typically makes happen in in people who are disciples of that ideology and religion. Five two two zero six fifty. Let's grab some calls. Dave, good morning.
9: Good morning. Dan, I know this is probably way off topic, but this needs to be told about the Anchor School District. My daughter has right. very bad asthma. Okay? She told me, she asked me, she said, Dad, am I allowed to use the bathroom outside? I said, Why, baby? She said, Because all the girls in the bathroom are vaping all the time. I go in there, it's a big cloud, I can't breathe, I have to hold my breath, and by the time I come out, I'm dizzy. So I just called the school. The lady answers the phone and tells me, well, we have her come to school to student services and we can find another restroom for her to use. She mentioned what? zero. Hold on. Zero anything about taking care of the vaping problem. She just says we'll find her another bathroom to use. So I called the Anchorage School District, and they said, oh, well, that, well she just needs to find a, Maybe she could use the nurse's bathroom. So we called the school what? again. I talked to an administrative assistant who turns out to only be the, the, the secretary. I'm trying to talk to the principal, but Mr. Brown. They said, well, maybe she could just use it. I said, well, what if I just come pick up my daughter? Well, if you feel she's unsafe. I said, she is unsafe if she can't breathe, if there's a vaping problem. So I tried to tell them my vaping solution. I said, do a, school- a school-wide search. Take everybody's backpacks because you have probable cause now. Now you can search the students. Oh, well, sir, we've we got something else in plan. What if you're not searching the students? But I just wanted to put that out there. The East High School is allowing students to basically vape in the bathroom, and they would rather move your student who has health issues like asthma to another bathroom instead of solving the problem
1: Dave that's unbelievable that's unbelievable all they have to do all 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 they have to do is walk into the bathroom and you'll see the kids vaping Uh, you know the the lady tells me on the
9: phone she said well have your daughter come go find somebody I said well she's leaving the classroom Has to use the bathroom she don't have time to go find a security who can't go into the girls bathroom anyway they only have two male security." You know, they got Dave, a I'm so, I'm so there. glad.
1: You, I'm so glad you made us aware of that. We're going to contact Dave Donnelly and, and we're going to, we're going to try to figure out what's going on with this, why they're allowing kids to vape. And then vaping, it's almost worse than cigarette smoking. It's really dangerous, especially, especially for those young lungs. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dave, for letting thank us you, know Dan. about that. Please I really appreciate it, it.
9: Thank you, boss. Have a good yeah, morning. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. You know, that's what's going to save this country. Parents like Dave who aren't afraid to stand up to these, these tyrants that that's, that's just really disheartening. Elizabeth. Good morning.
13: Good morning. I have a quick favor to ask you. I keep hearing about data that shows vaccines were harmful. I just don't know where to look it up. Where do I look up all the information on that?
1: Well, Google will suppress it. Uh, the mainstream media is ignoring it. Uh, you know, we had Dr. Elena Far on here. There is a website that it's called it a VAERS website. I don't remember what it stands for. Adverse reactions to vaccines. I think something like that.
13: So how do you spell she,
10: that?
13: that what,
1: website? What, oh, I don't know. V-A-E-R-S, I think maybe. I don't remember. Just, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I would say, um uh, I would say Google, uh, vaccine, um, yeah, I don't know Google's so corrupt. They hide all the, you know, all the information that I want you to know. But well, the bottom the line one. is, look, well, look, let, 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 well, let me just say this. The bottom line is
13: okay. I just, you know, just like everything else, I need to see the information for myself.
10: You know what I mean?
1: Sure. Now, do you do you, uh, here's here's one thing I would do. Uh go do, go to a website called Epic Times, E P O C H. And uh-huh. there's a story in there with a tremendous amount of data from the CDC. From the UK, from Canada, and it says vaccine uh, people make up the majority of COVID deaths. CDC data, and, okay, and look, these people—they—they—and yeah, okay. and there are graphs on there, and they show the the unvaccinated versus the vaccinated, and and the vaccinated with boosters, and the death rates, and and the hospitalization, and and they lay it out in great detail. And there are links there; you can go to these CDC websites that okay. they. That they, uh, reference and you can see for yourself the data. But that's what I would recommend. EPOCH. Yeah,
10: I know the. Great. Okay. Thank you. Oh, good.
1: Okay. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah, let me just say a word about Epic Times. And I, I subscribe to it. It was like four bucks a month. Nothing. Oh, man. What a great, uh, journalistic effort. They kind of remind me of the national Suzanne Downing. EPOCH Times. EPOCH Times. It costs you, but I think you get some free articles, and then it costs you four bucks a month. I've been subscribing to them for a long time. They're fantastic—the stuff that Ryan Binkley would never report on in a million years. So it's good stuff. Go go to the Epic Times. All right, five two two zero six fifty. We'll be... source
4: some meteorologist Aaron Morrison.
0: It's the Dan Fagan show on News Radio 650 KENI. Call now
1: 907-522-0650. All right, welcome back 522-0650. That's the number. I Want to remind you my good friend Keith Montenox Specialty Truck and Auto, he's a mechanic you can trust. He's been in business 3 decades plus. I've known him most of that time. I brought Many of vehicles to Keith to work on through the years, and he's great. You go to Keith Montanac with your car, your truck, your SUV. He'll become your mechanic for life. He's that good. He's a great guy too. You'll just enjoy visiting with him. He's there most of the time. He's in early, out late, a really hardworking guy, and he's got a great team there It's Specialty Truck and Auto. He's the president and CEO. He's located across the street from the Long Branch Saloon off of, or right across the street from the Long Branch Saloon where Diamond turns into Abbott. That bend there. So head on over there. Call first. Set up an appointment. Uh, 349-1637. 349-1637. Or just Google specialty truck and auto and tell Keith I sent you. I'd appreciate that very much. All right. Our number on this Friday, 12 2022 is 522-0650. 522-0650. If you have an email machine, you can shoot me an email at dan at 650 com. Dan at 650kni.com. And if you want to call the show and be a part of the show, which we would love, 522-0650. Sherry, good morning. Good morning.
13: How are you doing, Dan?
1: Well, thank you.
13: <laughs> well, good. Good to hear it. I was just calling because we heard you talking about the VAERS system and what it stood for. So I was just going to tell you that it stood for the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Okay. And uh, yeah. even though that's a good website and all to get the information, it is very difficult to use. Um, so there are a lot, like you were talking about, Epic Times and, you know, how they have lots of good reporting and stuff. A lot of people might be turned off because you have to, I guess, subscribe and pay for it or whatever. But Brighton.com. I heard another gentleman mention that. I think Rumble. Spell still that out. You can find information there.
0: Spell
1: that Breitian. out there. Uh, yeah.
13: Brighton is uh, Bravo, Romeo, India, Golf, Hotel, Tango, Oscar, November.
1: All right, and that that has a lot of good information about the. The vaccine and the you know who else has done a lot of good reporting on this and she's an independent journalist she's not beholden to the corporate media is a gal named uh, Cheryl Atkinson she used to work for CBS News for decades and she's really uncovered a lot of good information about these these vaccines and how they're hurting people and the kind of stuff Ryan Binkley and the other demonic media refuses to report on.
13: You're right. There's actually a lot of great people. Um, Emerald Robinson, I know she's a reporter. She covers a lot of uh, the folks who are kind of saying the opposite of what we've been hearing from mainstream media. Um, Lots of people that even if you just go and you Google on Bright John, Peters he's another one that actually gives you the information leads you to the other doctors Dr. Brian Cole Robert Malone there's Dr. Naomi Wolf uh, Pam Popper uh, she's another good one there I mean there's so many great folks and uh like Naomi Wolf she covers a lot of the reproductive issues not just in women but yeah. also for men cuz i know it's affecting their fertility yeah yeah right exactly. why
1: do you think Sherry that with this overwhelming mountain of evidence that's surfacing that these vaccines do more harm than good, why do you think the Ryan Binkley's and the CBS News and the 60 Minutes and the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Extra Daily News, why do you think they ignore it and refuse to report it?
13: I think a lot of it kind of can be stemmed back to our federal government. A lot of these businesses and just like the hospitals have received a lot of money that has come through the CARES Act. I think that has kind of influenced how they report it and they feel beholden. And it's led to lots of problems. I mean, um, I'm kind of going through an issue now where I have to fly back home to Pennsylvania to help my mom. They damaged my mom's kidneys with remdesivir and she will never be able to go home now because of that. So... Um, they're doing a lot more damage it's even awful. these I'm days. So, so having a power of attorney so and being able to advocate for those you love is very important. Yeah.
1: I'm so sorry. This rendem- rendemosphere is awful. It's it an is. awful medication. And it's, it's it's expensive, and the pharmaceuticals make a bunch of money. Listen, uh, Sherry, do you agree with me that there will be a time when all truth is revealed? And when that time comes what has happened in the last two to three years on this planet will shock us beyond description the evil that has been uh, advanced with this vaccine death cult we will be shocked at how diabolical it was do you agree with me on that
13: I would love to agree with you but I, I I hope that's what happens Dan I do hope that happens but to be honest I don't know i I have really lost a lot of hope and faith in a lot of our systems, whether it's media, hospital, education, our own government. Um, I just can all I can do is pray and hope that happens.
1: Well, it's tough to maintain hope, sherry. It is, and you know i, I don't. The, basically the, there are three types of people right now on the planet: there are people who have committed their heart. To fighting truth at every turn and they love what's going on there are those who have buried their head in the sand and they don't pay attention or they just believe the lies that ryan binkley and the anchors Daily news tells and then there are those who are seeking truth and those who are seeking truth are having a very difficult time finding hope right now because the world is unraveling in an unprecedented manner unprecedented manner look people say what about when world war one world war two nazi germany those were foreign enemies the enemy is now here in america and it is in power it is in control joe biden is is as dangerous as any desperate dictator on the planet and he occupies the white house he runs the federal government he has the fbi and the justice department that serves his every whim they are corrupt to the core the media is corrupt the pharmaceuticals are corrupt The healthcare industry is corrupt. It's all about money now. And for those who seek truth, this is a very difficult time to find hope.
13: Yes. You've hit every mark on the head. Absolutely, Dan. I couldn't have said it any better. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Sherry. I appreciate your call.
13: All right. Have a good day, Dan.
1: All right. And, you know, that's what separates the boys from the men. And, you know, this applies for women, too, obviously. When times get really hard. You have to dig deep, deep inside. And find strength and courage. You know, when you read the the account of David in the Bible. And David wasn't perfect. But he was a great man. And the Bible describes him as a man after God's heart. And One of my favorite verses in the Bible. when, When David was going through his most difficult trial and his 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 own people betrayed him. Uh he was uh they turned their back on him, they stabbed him in the back figuratively. There's a, a verse in the Bible that says David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what makes a man. That's what makes a strong woman. When you can find the courage to continue to fight, regardless of the circumstances around you, and you keep pressing forward toward freedom and what you know to be true. Five two two zero six fifty. We'll take a nobody.
0: It's the Fearless Dan Fagan Radio Show on News Radio six fifty K E N I. Don't be afraid. Be fearless yourself, and call Dan. 907 650 or send Dan an email to dan at 650keni.com now Dan Fagan hey what you got going
1: this weekend well here's an idea tomorrow start at 10am head on over to Guido's Pizza he's got a collectible show and sale holiday gift shopping home decor and fantastic food you can shop collectibles, antiques, Christmas decorations dolls Toys, jewelry, military collectibles, unique craft and gift items, so much more. And Guido's also going to have some great food for you. Uh, you can have a, uh, uh, spaghetti with salad and garlic bread, only six bucks. A large pizza, twelve bucks. Chicken wigs, thirteen bucks. And pizza by the slice, two dollars and fifty cents. Good way to decorate your home. Find that perfect gift for, for Christmas. Visit Guido's. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. He's located on International Between Sea and Arctic. If you'd like to be a vendor at the show, call Tamara Phillips at 765-760-2269. 765-760-2269. Or just call Guido's Pizza. They'll give you the number, 258-5800. No, that's not it. 563-2222. 563-2222. Uh, give Guido a call and head on over there tomorrow. it be a great show and, and lots of good food, good prices, great event for, for, uh, Christmas. Guido's Pizza again on international between sea and Arctic. All right. Our number 5220650. So Mike Summers, he is the president and CEO of the American Petroleum Institute. And as you know, Dan Sullivan, Lisa Murkowski, Joe Biden and Deb Holland have declared war. On the uh, oil industry in America, and so the the oil industry cannot produce uh, product because of this Deb Holland initiated war with an assist from Dan Sullivan and Lisa Murkowski. So here's what uh this uh uh, Summer says, who's with the um uh, Petroleum Institute, American Petroleum Institute, and his main concern is this. Draining of the strategic, strategic petroleum reserve, which is at its lowest level since 1984. 1984 was a good year for me. That was, yeah, that was a good year for me. I remember that year well, but I was very young. <laughs> That's a long time ago. So the, the petroleum reserve has never been this low, not since 1984. And we were using a fifth less oil back then when we are now. And yet it's lower than it was in 84. So it's a problem. And here's, here's what uh, Summer says. The strategic, the strategic Petroleum Reserve, unfortunately, has become the Strategic Political Reserve. We have grave concerns about how it has been so politicized. This is for emergency purposes, not to lower gas prices during a time during a political season. I think doing this willy nilly and doing it in a way that doesn't make sense for the market we're in, we could be dealing with a major oil crisis in the next few weeks. Now, those of you who, who are old enough will remember the late seventies with Jim Akata. Jim Akata was the president and we had the gas lines. Do you remember sitting in your car waiting to get gas for blocks? This is what we could be looking at. Uh, Summers uh, emphasized the absolute importance of refilling the reserve and doing it with a non-political strategy. The best plan, he said in his view, for us to not continue to use the the strategic petroleum reserve in a way that is for political purposes and rather do it in a market-based way. And if there is an emergency, that's what this is for. And the real concern, he said, is that in 1984, when it was at levels that we're in now, we were using 20% less oil. Summers concluded his comments by saying, as the economy has continued to grow, we're going to need more in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, but let's do this in a way that makes sense for the market, not in a way that, doesn't, that, that makes sense politically. And it is a betrayal. It is a betrayal that... Biden emptied the petroleum reserve just for the midterms. And, you know, we know, we know he, he, he told, uh, I forget, was it Saudi Arabia? He told the uh, folks over in Saudi Arabia, look, we need you to release more oil before the midterms. And of course they said no. But that's, that, that's clear electioneering. His policy is not for what's the best, best in the country. But we know, look, folks, we know Joe Biden's not in charge. He's seen But the the demonic people on the left who are running the White House, they want to bring America to the ground. They want anarchy so they can usher in their utopian society and everybody will be equal. All countries will be equal. America will no longer be a superpower and everybody will be equal because it's all about being equal. And as I've said many times if you've listened to this broadcast, there's no such thing as equality without taking away freedom because people will make bad decisions. And when people make bad decisions, They will be unequal with people who make good decisions. So you can sit there and take away every ounce of freedom people have and then everybody will be equal, but they won't be making their own decisions. If, if you work hard and you work smart, you're going to be successful in America. If you're lazy and play video games in your mother's basement, then you're going to be, you're going to be very unsuccessful and you're going to have to live off the government and you're not going to be equal with the person who's working hard and working smart. And the democrats come in and say well we don't care we want everyone equal. But what about what about the decision making process here does that not play a role? No, we just want everybody to be equal. It's insane. It's insane. 5220650. Bob, good morning. Good morning, sir. Hey,
4: I I um I am in total agreement with you, but I think we need to look at the long game, as far as emptying, emptying the oil reserve, the strategic oil reserve, I don't think it was just political for the short term. I think they want to empty it, and they have no intention of refilling it, and I think they want to make us dependent on the government more so than we already are.
1: Wow. And,
4: yeah. and I, I also Interesting. Think, they're, I think they're trying to force us all into either electric vehicles or mass transit, and yeah. the way to do that is to inconvenience us as wow. much as possible or just make it impossible To get the fuel we need yes
1: well bob we know that the the climate change uh, alarmist there's nothing greater for them than the price of oil and gas to go through the roof because that serves their agenda so that's a great point they want to deplete us of our reserves and they want to make it impossible for us to produce more and then we'll have to all drive around electric cars that that's a great point bob
4: well and that's and you know that's if electric cars are available i I actually think their intent is not to produce enough electric cars for us all to have them I think they would like the lion's share of us wow. to, you know we're peasants I think they want us yes. to uh i you know and I never used to be so cynical, but I'll tell you what yeah. the last three years i i just am i am just it's easy to baffle me, but I'm baffled and I just shake my head <laughs> and i no. I am just amazed i mean this is not
1: yeah. Well, Bob, what changed in you? What What was What was it that made you begin to realize a lot of this stuff?
4: Well, I think I think obviously the the last couple of election cycles uh, were a real issue. Yeah. I think um, my impression of uh, the lack of planning on the part of the Republican Party, both at the national and state level, as far as as far as how to respond to the Democrats, and I mean, you just look back at history. You look uh you know you look at the Reichstag, you know, Reich uh the uh, I can't pronounce it right now. I'm, but uh the Reich, Reichstag fire in Germany, you look at how, you know, you know, folks in the past from all different types of dictatorships have used the system to, you know, gain power and then of course they shut the system down so they stay in power. And I just am really fearful that that is what is occurring. And I think we all need to get involved in the system. And I think we all need to be there as poll watchers. We all need to do our homework when it comes to reading uh, the voter pamphlets, you know, asking really good questions of our elected officials and just really taking charge of our system. And, you know, I, I just I just think a lot of us are lazy. And I'm not lazy anymore. I'm I'm going to be participating... Uh, as a, po- I'm going to be looking into participating as a poll watcher and and, and that kind of thing because oh, I just beautiful. think it's up to us to, yes. to keep our yes. system yes. viable.
1: Boy, it's that's the word engagement, engagement. You know, it, it's not good enough just to talk, calling to talk radio, or you know, even voting. Voting is crucial, but we've got to go above and beyond because things are falling apart rapidly, Bob.
4: I know, and I I am in total agreement, and I think. I think people, I think people need to think and, and not take things at face value anymore. I think they need to, think they need to use critical thought process and, and think about what does this mean? How is this going to affect me next year, year after, year after that? And how's it going to affect my children? Because I, I mean, I used to take things at face value the last couple of years and now I, I just, you know, there is no motion being made to refill the strategic oil reserve. I mean, there's no there's no discussion about it. So, no, I I mean, I'm going to I'm judging our politicians not based on what they say, but what they do and what they've done. And um, I'm just very disappointed in our lack of representation. Uh, We are a representative republic. And the fact that people are not representing the people is a real disappointment.
1: So true. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, sir. Yep appreciate that he says we got to watch what they do, not what they say or Dan Sullivan taught us that didn 't he
0: <laughs> my goodness
1: five two two zero six fifty
4: or some meteorology this
0: is the Dan Fagin show on news radio six fifty k e n i
10: All right,
1: welcome back. Hey, listen, what's happening in Eagle River is exciting. Michael Drakes opened the new workplace and event center. It's Eagle River's brand new event center uh, venue, and it's so many things. It's uh, you can rent office space, you can have a co work space, monthly membership. Uh, They have a fantastic uh, conference room, multimedia conference room, 150 people capacity big 14 foot by 6 foot high def screen display full multimedia surround sound, wireless PA they also have a classroom there, you can seat up to 90 people, it's a great event center but what I love about it is the the golf game simulators these are state of the arts golf game simulators, the kind Tiger Woods use, virtual putting greens state of the art high tech really an exciting uh, venture out there at Eagle River at the Brand new Workplace and Event Center. If you want to know more about it, call Michael Draghi. Of course, he's with Century 21 Realty Solutions. Uh, His number, 258-5800. 258-5800. Head on out to check out the new Eagle River's brand new event venue, the Workplace and Event Center. And uh, it's exciting. It's exciting what's happening out in Eagle River. All right, our number, 522-0650. Let's go to... Diane, good morning.
10: Hi, yeah. You know, I I am just so disgusted at what has happened. I'm getting out of the Republican Party. I'm not donating anymore. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not as positive as, as that guy. I'm just, I, there is so much corruption and I think our biggest problem is election integrity. And I don't think we're ever going to get it fixed, Dan. I don't think we're ever going to get it fixed. And I'm just, I'm. I'm just. My blood pressure goes up so high when I turn on Tucker Carlson or when I'm listening to you. Sometimes I'm like I can't take it anymore. It's just like it's like it's it's fruitless, you know. It's I'm. I'm just. I'm getting out.
1: Getting out meaning you're out of the party, and I agree. I wouldn't give a penny to the, the Republican Party. You, you yeah. look at you look at what the the state Republican Party gave. Who they gave money to. They gave money to, uh, uh, Doug Massey, who's owned by the unions. They gave money to Gary Stevens. They gave money to Bert yep. Stedman. They gave money to David Wilson, uh, James Kaufman. All these people are Democrats. Uh, so yeah, they give money to the enemy and to give the party money would be insane. You got to give the candidates who are conservative and who aren't con men like Kelly Merrick and others the money you got to go straight to the candidate i agree with that i don't know diane though the the hopelessness uh you really don't think we, we can we can win this thing you, you really don't think the american people they're they're going to rise up and say "Aren't right, enough uh, we just need more pain don't you think well, don't you think the more
10: no 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 not with the suppression <laughs> of information people yeah it's, it's hard to find information and that's one of our biggest problems and i do give money directly to the candidates dan yeah and they still lose because of election integrity you know i agree i agree you know what's there to do well you look at
1: you look you look at a guy like tucker carlson and i agree with you it's very hard to watch because he's so compelling and he does such a great job of uncovering exposing the darkness in our land but it is difficult to watch and, and you're right. Uh, sometimes I have to stop watching because it's just so intense. But he does have a voice. He's the number one rated show in, in cable, uh, TV right now. Not cable news, cable TV. So there are voices out there still exposing this. Look at what Suzanne Downing does in Must Read Alaska. And I hope people will give her money too. But, uh, the bottom line is there's still voices out there. No, there very well may be a time. When they shut me, Suzanne, and Tucker Carlson down. That very well could come. That could come within six months. Who knows? But as long as those voices are still out there, I do believe people are going to gravitate to the truth and are going to get emboldened. And like we had Bob just called just now, he said, he's, he's getting involved. He's going to get involved with every way he can. And, and I I think, I think the fight will, I think we'll win this thing. We're losing desperately right now. Things are unraveling, but I think we're going to stand up for, for our freedom. I do.
10: I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. And I've got clients okay. who, they're, um were, I in the past very conservative, very conservative values, ran as conservatives, and now they just work for the government now, and they are just yeah. raking in the money. And you wouldn't. Oh, sure. I wouldn't even know that they're conservatives today. So, right. you know, it's all about the money, Dan. It's all about yeah. the money.
1: Well, you know, that's what Ryan Binkley's about. He's, he's He comes from a conservative family, the Binkley family, and he has set himself as pretty much the point man to destroy freedom and capitalism in America because he thinks he can make more money with his paper appealing to leftists. And you're right. It's about the money, Diane. I agree with you. Heidi, good morning.
7: Yes. I just want to let you know the reason why these people get into office, you say that they're Republican and we all for them, and then they get in there and they change, is because something's going on. I think it's because of Klaus Schwalt or whatever his name is, the great um, divide or whatever is going to happen, and that's what that's why they all do that. And well, we're, I'm not sure what I think you're talking about. In the about. next three months, we're going to be looking at something a whole lot different.
1: How so? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not following you.
7: Well, I think that, um, they're going to try and take over. Socialism is going to be right there at our door.
1: Oh, it's close. It's close. If people don't realize that, Heidi, we're 10 minutes away from being Venezuela. We really are. If the Democrats keep the White House in two years, it's over. It's over. That's how, that's how. Bad, the Democrat Party has become, and, and the Republican, you know, Mitch McConnell, Lisa Murkowski, Dan Sullivan, they're Democrats. Let's just be honest. Well, well, Mitch McConnell is. Uh, what's the latest thing he's doing? He's trying to move. He wants to uh, get in on this omnibus omnib- bill that's going to spend five trillion dollars during the lame duck session before Republicans take over the House. That's McConnell. He's got an R in front of his name. McConnell, Sullivan, Murkowski, and all the Democrats, these people are going to destroy this country if we don't stop them. Thank you, Heidi. Have a great weekend, folks. We'll see you bright and early Monday.